You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This Is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host. Back with another episode uh, at the Mayo Hotel today. Uh, I guess I'm going to call this one the Mayo Part Two. Um, sat with Macy Amatucci to talk about just kind of what it's like running events here, having events here. Um, we touched on the history of the hotel with your dad, uh, which I'll post the episode link to that below. If you guys don't know the history of the Mayo Hotel, it's definitely worth checking out. And if you haven't stayed here, you, I mean, it needs to be on your list because it's awesome. Uh, but Macy, thanks so much for your time today. I know this is busy season for you, uh, and I really appreciate you kind of carving out some time to share some stories, talk about the hotel from, I guess, your perspective. Um, but before we do, obviously, you know, uh, you kind of grew up in Tulsa. Um, I mean, what, what, what was it like growing up in Tulsa for you? Oh, nothing like it is now, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, it, Tulsa was... I mean, it wasn't somewhere people wanted to live. Uh, I went to the University of Oklahoma and came back to Tulsa, and pretty much n- no one that I grew up with was back here. Um, I was really one of the only ones. So I started actually hanging out with people that were quite a bit older than me just because there weren't a lot of people my age here. Yeah. Um, I was one of the first to be involved in um, type pros when it mm-hmm. started in Tulsa, um, but very different. I mean, there was nothing to do downtown. And yeah. I moved into the Phil Tower lofts just to kind of see what it was like to live downtown because we obviously were planning to do some apartments in downtown. Mm-hmm. That was really the only place to live. And it was definitely not a safe place to be, right. nor was there really wasn't much going on at that time either. Yeah, you, totally right. Not totally not what it is today, right? I mean, it's totally different today. But so you went to OU uh, yes. for all four years and then came back? Yes, all four years and came what, back. Um, I guess backing up a bit more, what, what made you... You went to high school here as well, right? Yes, correct. So growing up and in high school and then going to OU, what made you want to go to OU? And knowing that kind of family business was in kind of hotels and construction and stuff like that, were you like directing your path towards that way or do you think yeah, I want to do something different well actually so I went to University of Oklahoma because I was bribed um, I'm the <laughs> oldest of three girls yeah um, and I actually wanted to go far away but I went and looked at a lot of schools yeah. and my dad for some reason I guess being the oldest daughter wanted me to stay close so mm-hmm. he kind of bribed me um, to go to OU and yeah. University of Oklahoma was two hours away compared to some of the places were six eight took a flight to get there. Um, So he won that battle, but then after four years, he backed out of the deal and uh, never dished out any of the um, money he said he would give me, but he said, I gave you a job. I said, well, you know, I helped you out too. So, um, So at that time when I went to OU, we didn't have a business, a family business yet. So we really built that when I was in college and I would come home every weekend and work here and learned it. And so I think 
my, I just grew up not in the business, but I did have four years at college coming home and experiencing it. Yeah. Why did you want to move away and be and kind of go to different schools? And and what were those other schools? Oh, I think a lot of it was just, I wasn't, we weren't, we were originally from Texas. So I kind of wanted to go back there, but also like I said, Tulsa was not the place it is today. It was not a place where people wanted to stay. So I was looking at places like university of Texas. Um, I mean, even some schools in California that far away and university of Kansas was one of my top choices. That's a really fun, beautiful school, but I came back to Tulsa and I'm glad I did now looking back. Um, it's kind of funny because now all the majority of the people that weren't here then have all moved back. Yeah. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Like even my friends in, who are in Oklahoma city, like, you know, I haven't obviously moved home, but all of my friends in Oklahoma city, they've either been away and now come back. Right. Or, or they go away for like five to 10 years and then they come back and have a family here. And like, it's, it's really neat to kind of see that people always kind of seem to come home. And I'm sure their families love that as well. Um, so you mentioned you're the oldest of three. What's the age gap between you and your other sisters? Uh, my one sister is 17 months younger than me. So we're close Very in age close, and the yeah. other one is five years. And the one that's five years younger, she and I have been the most involved in our family business. Uh-huh. And you know, it's definitely, you were asking if it's something I always wanted to do. I actually wanted to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we went to University of Oklahoma to interview with the counselors and kind of see what I wanted my yeah. career path to be, I said, I want to be an architect. And I said, my dad said, you're not going to be an architect. Your uncle's an architect. Let me get him on the phone right now. And he can <laughs> tell you that they don't make any money. And I said, well, that's what I want to be. And it's funny because he kind of did talk me out of it. Mm -hmm. And so now I always joke with him like that he, you know, ripped my dreams away from me (laughs) and I wish I would have been an architect. So I guess it's never too late. Right. Yeah. So what did you choose to go into? So I did business marketing, okay. which I love marketing. Um, I definitely have a passion for it. I get to, you know, use that every day in what I do, but a lot of what we do with our development Mm -hmm. still ties in my, desire, love, and passion for architecture. Yeah. Does that come, so do you share the same kind of passion for design as well, wrapped into that architecture stuff? Yes. On on the side, my husband and I have redone houses and buildings ourselves. Yeah. Um, And kind of once we finish something, we get kind of antsy to start something else, even though we're like the busiest people and we have no business doing anything on the side, (laughs) but we do anyways. So, well, Looking back at it now, it's probably good that, right, that, like, dad kind of talked you out of it and your uncle talked you out of it because if you'd have been doing architecture as a job, it's totally different looking at it as a job than it is of something that kind of you and your husband use as a release, no matter how stressful it is to remodel a house, yeah, right? It is true. probably it's your a, release, right? It's a creative release as well, yes. Yeah. And I do get to do a lot with design here. Mm-hmm. Um, we are getting ready to do a lot of renovations here. We did do a property improvement project right before COVID and we didn't really get to finish that project. Um, so we do have plans to finish that, redo the showers here, um, plans to do some really cool new things up on the rooftop. Mm -hmm. So I do get to do a lot of that, which makes my job fun because I do so many different things on a daily basis. Yeah. So obviously degree in business marketing, and then you're coming back every weekend. What, what do you think, like what is going through your head when, when you get that phone call from mom or dad that says, Hey, we've just had, we've, we've, we're taking on a huge project in the middle of Tulsa, this amazing hotel, but yeah, I assume you knew how bad it was at that time. Yes. I was a senior in high school. Yeah. Um, and I don't really remember exactly what I was thinking, but 
probably thinking that my dad was pretty crazy for buying this old building in the middle of downtown. Um, especially because when you're my age, you know, I was born in 82. I'm going to give you my age. Um, and so I think when you, if you were born any time around then, it wasn't a thing to come to downtown Tulsa. And obviously I was not born here, but I moved here when I was in seventh grade and you didn't come to downtown at all. Um, I mean, I don't even remember, I mean, besides going to church, I don't really think that people had a reason to come down here because if you're young, you're not going to work down here. I did do like a couple internships. I remember coming down here, but otherwise there was nothing to do down here. So it definitely wasn't somewhere a girl would come by herself. Um, and so anyways, I just, I just think it's great to see what's happened in downtown Tulsa and just to be part of it. I just am jealous sometimes because I think about the fact that I lived down here in some really cool apartments and there was nothing to do. And now all the young people that work for me, they're like, oh, we're going to go to this club and this bar yeah. and this restaurant. And I'm like, oh, and I have three small kids. I barely get to go out anymore. You know, so I do get kind of jealous. But yeah, but like you said, you're proud to be a part of that, making making that difference. Right. And having such a sense, such a, a location in the center of Tulsa, that's not only a great night stay, but for an event space as well. It is, you know, the premier spot to have your event, wedding, whatever it is. And you mentioned the rooftop, like the rooftop bar is amazing. Um, we've got the Oklahoma Hall of Fame induction coming up soon. And I cannot wait to stay here. And my wife's never been here, right? Or been up to Tulsa and she's excited to dress up in a ball gown and go to an event. And I'm excited for the after party on the rooftop, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, you, you have a center of so many occasions and so many big memories in people's lives that makes you proud as well. Not only just being a part of the kind of resurgence of downtown Tulsa, but um, so, so when you find out that, that dad's bought the building um, and it's taken on this huge project and then, like I said, you, you know, when you get to university, you're coming back every weekend mm-hmm. to work events and stuff and seeing this building go from, I mean, falling apart to, you know, layer by layer, floor by floor, room by room, becoming this, this amazing location. That must have been so cool to see that, especially with your love for architecture. Yes, no, it definitely was. And the thing was, I mean, we came in here right after we purchased it and there, it was scary in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the thing is at that time, you have to remember there was no one else doing projects. BOK Center hadn't, hadn't, that wasn't even a thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Vision 2025 hadn't even been a, been a thing. I mean, there were, there was, it was so risky yeah. what we did. And, and also just to buy that, this type of building, the plan wasn't to make it what it is today. Right. That's what I think people don't realize. I mean, there was no plan, yeah. <laughs> which is what made it really scary. <laughs> the plan was never to do weddings here. Yeah. Um, but there was no plan. So I think it was cool to grow up, to see my parents work their butts off for what they have mm-hmm. and start from nothing and literally be completely selfless. Like their entire desire in life is just to make sure their kids have a better life than they had. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks, you know, wonders about the kind of type of people they are and how yeah. lucky I am to grow up around that because most people haven't. So, I mean, they, they're, I think it was, they wanted some investment. They wanted something yeah. to pass on to their kids and whether that be a business or just a dilapidated <laughs> building in downtown Tulsa, I think yeah. it was just, they wanted something and then it came, it turned into something much bigger than I think they had ever planned mm-hmm. or ever visioned. 
And so I think it's just awesome that I was able to grow up around that and see that. And I think it's really molded me to be the person I am today. So yeah, I'm lucky for that. And kind of during your degree, right, you know, you're, you're doing business marketing and then you know, you have this whole family project of this building. I mean, you get a first hand of like, you know, talk about doing a project while you're in school, right? Like this is, even though you didn't get graded for it, right? You're working on the job and living kind of the work that you're being taught. That must've been really good, cool as a student to just be, hey, I get to go back to Tulsa well, and try and, and market this building. And the thing is during that time, we weren't renovating it. Okay. We were just doing weddings in the lobby. Um, a girl in Tulsa, um, I think my dad talked about in his interview, maybe if I remember right, but you know, she just contacted us and said she wanted to have her wedding here. And so we kind of yeah. started this wedding business in the lobby, but we weren't renovating it. So really yeah. when I was coming home in college, I was actually coming home to do weddings. Mm-hmm. So that's really where my experience started was in events. And I always loved s- throwing a party and seeing people have a great time and enjoying yeah. themselves and kind of just creating that memory and that experience. So mm-hmm. I think that just kind of fit well with my personality anyways. And obviously weddings have a lot to do with design and creativity. So it just all kind of appealed to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, after I graduated, then it became we're redoing the building. And that was when I learned more about the construction side of it and doing the tax credits and things like that. Yeah. And, And a lot of people don't realize that like, it's not just a hotel. Like people live here full time. Yes. Um, which is one thing I was surprised to find out as well was like the other thing that your dad mentioned was that, you know, people who've been here from day one, their rates haven't gone up, which is amazing. Right. Cause most people would have been like, okay, you've been here for like plenty of time. This is now a big spot. Your rates doubled or whatever, you know, we've all heard the horror stories about living in places. Um, but I thought that was a really cool kind of just like a testament to the person that your dad is and the family and everything that, that, you know, because these people kind of, gave you the start and, and, and kind of were the first residents that, that you lo- you were still looking after them, right? And that's oh, so they're, special. They're like family. I mean, yeah. uh, one of them, I mean, some of them, the, one of them moved away and now he's back. He was in mine and my husband's wedding. I mean, they a lot of them have, they, they yeah. came to my wedding 12 years ago that was here at the Mayo and they're, they're like family to yeah. us. When did you guys move in here? Um, I... I lived here only for a small period. When you work yeah. and live in the same building <laughs> Get me in out of our industry, because yeah. I think people forget the hotel industry. It's it's not even like the restaurant industry. Yeah. I mean, it literally never closes. Mm-hmm. We are 24-7, 365 days a year. Yeah. We do not close. We have to have a shift covered every hour of every day. There has to be mm-hmm. employees here. Um and that means you have to have team members you can depend on. Yeah. And I think it is one of the most challenging businesses. I always say it's like the hospital mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. However, you have to be nice. <laughs> the food has to be good. <laughs> and you good. don't get paid as much. <laughs> and the food has to be good. Yeah. Exactly. So it is, I would say it's, I mean, I'm not, I obviously, I'm a person that believes that you have no idea what anything's like until you're in Mm -hmm. somebody else's shoes or you're in that industry or whatever. But so I don't ever like to say it's the hardest industry, but I'll tell you, it is a very, very tough one. Yeah. So living here for just that short amount of time was literally working at 365, 24 seven. Exactly. (laughs) Um, exactly. So it was a lot, but I live, you know, close to downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, I told my husband the other day, I think we should build a 
house inside of a building downtown. And he said, Macy, we had a building downtown and that was the plan. And then we bought a house and we sold that building. And I said, I know I'm just flip flopping on you 12 years later, but we have three small kids. And I was like, it would be really cool if they could just run crazy inside of a building. Right. Um, but anyways, you know, we'll see where our life takes us. But for right now, you know, we live close to downtown. We come down here downtown Mm -hmm. is obviously very dear to us. We had our wedding at the Mayo. We got uh, our actual ceremony was on home plate oh, at wow. the Drillers Field. Yeah, and it was just a couple months after that uh, after they opened. Yeah, so that was really neat. Why on the home plate? Is there is there a baseball we, reason here? We just he's in commercial photography uh-huh. um, and video, and yeah. so he's always had a studio in downtown Tulsa. And with my tie to downtown, we mm-hmm. just downtown Tulsa was a big part of our life yeah. back when we met. And we wanted an outdoor ceremony, and we wanted it somewhere in downtown. Why not? Yeah, yeah. no, he's not a baseball player. Um, everybody asks me that, but we just. Um, had a desire to do it yeah. somewhere in downtown and it was cool and we have really cool vo- uh, drone footage from that so it was just an awesome black tie yeah, that's awesome you know 300 people but it was on yeah. the field so Built and then in. we came back to the mayo for our reception great lighting all the rest of oh, it oh yes exactly yeah that's that's really cool it's super unique as well i think you're the first person that i've ever interviewed that's got married on home plate anywhere <laughs> which is really cool so, you know, with everything going on then, like you move back to Tulsa, you know, you're in the thick of it. You're, you're getting into, I guess, the event space now and throwing weddings. And I mean, that's that's a whole can of worms, right? Like, you you know, there's not, I only realized that when we did our wedding. I'm like, there's so much stuff that goes on to a wedding. I'm like, why do I even have to worry about what goes on in the middle of my table right now? Like, I have my I have my suit and I'm yes. my, we have the dress and we're good to go. And my wedding planner's like, no, but you need to like pick between these different color linens. I'm like, no, I don't care. Like, don't care. But um, when you dive into that space and and I guess it just kind of evolves, right? You you think that oh, we have the space now, and that you probably just your your upbringing and being around mum and dad are always striving for better, always striving for more to be the best. You're thinking, how can we make this the best wedding venue ever? And you just kind of go from there. What was yes. that first wedding like? Well, I think, first of all, like the team is the most important thing because yeah. that's another thing about the business I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's, I have to depend on a lot yeah. of people, a lot of very young people in entry level positions. Um, it is a very, um, interesting dynamic. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you got to make sure you have the right team in place, which there's all sorts of different challenges, especially in the environment we're in coming out of COVID. Everybody knows that, you know, staffing is a huge challenge. Mm So it's always been a challenge, especially in Oklahoma. Um, but you know, you have the team and as long as you have a great team, things can pretty much turn out close to perfect. But what, amazes me the most or what I would say is actually probably the most rewarding to me is what I've learned about people from Mm -hmm. doing weddings yeah, and just how different people are. And, you know, people talk about like differences in skin color or where you were raised or your religion, but I'm talking about just difference in personality. Mm -hmm. It just amazes me to see the dynamics of families and how they work or vendors and how they work and your team and how they work together. Like, I have literally seen probably almost everything you can think of. Yeah. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. And 
nothing shocks me anymore. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, yeah. But you know, it's the most important day of somebody's life or one of mm-hmm. the most important days of their life. And it's just so awesome to be able to be part of that and see, you know, the joy that it brings them at the end of the day and just to see their family together, their friends. And I mean, it's just really cool to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, now that, you know, you have rooms available, right? Like it, it can be a one-stop shop for people, right? You don't have to worry about having your, you know, you know, other people might do it the same way you did, right? And have your, your reception here, but people like said were getting married in the lobby and then probably you know clearing out for a little bit and then throwing the reception there too yes exactly we do all sorts of things like we do ceremonies on the rooftop where they go down to the ballroom for dinner or we'll Mm -hmm. do the grand hall like you were talking about flip that Um, the first wedding I mean the first wedding I did because we did weddings in the lobby so that was when the rest of the building was empty when we first bought it Um, we did that for about seven years but the first wedding I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know if I would remember what the first wedding was like, but the coolest thing is to see the difference in trends. Yeah. Um, I get to see, it's just like fashion. I mean, hair, dresses, colors, everything. I was laughing the other day because I said, I seriously think what I did 12 years ago for my wedding is coming back into style. I wish I'd have gone black tie on mine. Yeah. Just because it's timeless. It's timeless, yes. And it's just, it's just really neat to see like different people's styles mm-hmm. come together, whether they have a planner and it's the planner's idea and concept, yeah. but there's just so much you can do with a wedding and it's an experience. I mean, you are mm-hmm. building an experience for your guests and we're helping our clients build that experience yeah. for their guests and those memories. I mean, it's really neat. And just to see how important the Mayo used to be to people mm-hmm. um, before it closed its doors in the eighties and how we're able to bring all that back. Yeah. So in such a different way too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was important because of just the music history that, and, and the history of the people who've stayed in this hotel now to becoming like, like I said, an event space and a wedding space. And it's, I'm sure great to see the contrast and look through the history and, you know, the rooms that you have with all, all the stuff that's been collected. Like it's when you, now you're adding to that over the years and, you know, in a hundred years when you look back, you're going to see that, like I said, that different change of clientele, people, whoever, even though you still have the music you know, part which is a huge part of the business. It's well, I've even cool. seen it in the 12 years that we've been open yeah. as a hotel. Um, you know, I've seen more celebrities coming in here, mm. not just for concerts, which yeah. is what they used to come right. for, but now it's, they're filming movies or they're just passing through Tulsa, those types of things. So I've yeah. already, I'm as Tulsa puts itself on the map more, mm-hmm. more people know about it. I'm seeing that already change our type of clientele That's that we awesome. have here. So, yeah. Uh, one thing I'm curious to know is when did you know that, okay, this is now my career. This is the field that I'm involved in because from day one, when you got the hotel, when the family bought the hotel, it was like, I'm just helping out because it's part of my family business. There must've been a significant time or moment that you're like, this is my job. This is who I, this is who I am and what I do now. Uh, That's a really good question. So it really started more in the wedding mm-hmm. side of the industry. And then that became a little bit more in the sales side, the hotel sales side, corporate, more corporate events and things like that. And, you know, over time, obviously I trained t- a team to take over those areas of the mm-hmm. business for me. And, you know, now I, I dabble more in like the number side of it. So, I mean, my career has already yeah. changed there's been times where there were times where I thought I was going to start a wedding planning business Mm -hmm. because, Hey, 
Yeah. That I know it all. You know, that that would be so easy. But then, you know, I just kept learning more and more about not just the hotel side of our industry, but our development side of it, uh-huh. our hotel management side of it, a little bit of the design side. We're getting ready to do a property improvement at our Aloft Hotel, which is a Marriott property. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be working with Marriott. I actually have a call with them later today. But, you know, that will be... Um, more in the design side and the development side of our business. So I really have learned so much over, well, really, I guess over the time since I was 18, when we bought this building. And the thing that I think is just amazing is that this one building Mm -hmm. has taught me (laughs) so much about so many industries. So just so much about life in general. Um, You know, most of my, day is spent managing Mm -hmm. a team and like I said this industry is challenging so managing a team is it takes it takes um you know a lot of time a lot of patience before I had children I don't think I was as good as it at as good at it as I am now I think having kids has taught me how to be more patient Mm -hmm. and how to deal with people like on a daily basis, working with others, right. and most importantly, just teaching, training, coaching people. Um, and I have so much more patience than I did just when I started this. And sometimes I look back and I think, gosh, I feel really sorry for the people that used to work for me. <laughs> you see them now in the future. And sometimes yeah. I want to write all of them a letter. And, you know, I'm so sorry I had no sympathy for you when your kid was sick. Or, you know, things like that, because I have so much more sympathy now and I've changed so much as a person and it's just made me, I think, so much better at my job. And I do not have a lot of time. You can't make more time, right? There's only so much time in a day. So what I've done is I just look at my, on a monthly basis, kind of look at my life and think of things I can cut out. And that I don't need to do mm-hmm. junk, you know, scrolling through social media or watching, yeah. you know, a reality show and what I can do better with those times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess I kind of got off track there, but I would say probably once I got out of the wedding side of our industry and got more into the management side, that's probably when I, I realized yeah. this was going to be my career. And I was able to kind of see the the marketing, the creative side of it, and go into the management side, two completely mm-hmm. different mindsets, and realize that I think I'm kind of good at both of these things, yeah. but which one do I like the most? And trust me, even today, sometimes I think, huh, I wonder if I should just go back to planning and designing weddings, because yeah. it is so fun, and it's so rewarding. But what I do now is rewarding too, but there's a lot more challenges involved in what I do now. And really there's a lot of pressure because every decision I make, I have to think about how that's going to affect, you know, not just my family, not just our business, but the people that we have that work for us that depend on their paychecks because every decision we make is a big decision. And anybody that owns a business or works high up in a company, they totally understand that. And that pressure is, it's a lot. Right. Well, and also like you have, it's a family business. So you're not just dealing with employees, you're dealing with mom, dad, you know, you mentioned your younger sister is probably more involved than than the middle 
middle sister, right? Like mm -hmm. that's just a whole other dynamic too, rather than you just being in your own business or, or you know, working with other employees. Like, you know, you have to live with these people as well. And, and I mean, they're, they're your family as much as, you know, sometimes you wish that like, I don't want to see you for about three or four weeks. You're probably going to see them tomorrow. Right. Well, about seven years ago, we had a lot of, well, two different um, producers try to come and do a reality show. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and we fil we filmed yeah. um, some pilots, and but I, my sister and I couldn't get the whole family to buy in to yeah. the idea of being on a reality show. So that idea kind of died. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so funny because my sister and I joke like, "Oh my gosh, we could be just sitting around like the Kardashians." talking about how hard life is yeah. while we get our hair and eyelashes done, you know, but <laughs> we always like to talk about, I mean, there really have been many times in my life where like it, my life could have gone a completely different direction. Right. Um, but you know, staying true to who you are and like what you believe in and just being like really down to earth and centered, I think is so important. Yeah. Um, but, but anyways, as you know, being involved in what we're involved in today, even in Tulsa, is the people, the things we get to see. I mean, it really is like a once in a lifetime experience, yeah. almost on a daily basis for me. And I'm just so, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. And like you said, you have three little kiddos as well now that give mm -hmm. you more of a perspective to. Twins. I have, I have oh, you twi do? Twin boys that the are two and a half. First time or the second time? Second. I have a five year old daughter and yeah. two, two and a half year old boy twins. Yep. So they keep me really busy. But they've taught me a lot, mm -hmm. and um, I went a long, you know, I went a long time. My husband and I were married for like six years before we had yeah. children, so we went um, quite a long time, you know, living the life. I'm in that stage now, <laughs> focused on our careers, yeah. hanging out with friends, socializing. Like I said, downtown Tulsa was like so important to yeah. us, and there wasn't much to do down here, but we went to all the restaurants, all the bars, you know, all the events mm -hmm. in town. We were super involved in Tulsa and, yeah. um, Tulsa has been good to us. I mean, you can't really leave that. You're not mm -hmm. going to get that everywhere. Yeah. No, that, that's awesome. And, and I, I, like I am in that stage of life. I have two dogs and that's it. And we've been married for five years, um, five and a half. And like, kids are not on the radar at the moment and oh, for that exact they reason for us, for us <laughs> like I'm enjoying life I get I have I have opportunities right you know you have time to do time to make decisions and kind of I get to choose what I want to do right not like I said I have to do this because my baby's getting out of bed right now or whatever it is like, I mean it's know. life changing it yeah. really is it I can't even explain how it's changed my life but I feel like I'm, I'm actually smarter now mm -hmm. I'm smarter with my time yeah i just I treat I mean time's the most valuable thing really well I me. really appreciate you for giving me some time and sharing some stories do you ever think like back to what if like you know dad doesn't make friends with with the family that sells him the mayo it doesn't get in the you know buy the buy it for a dollar and all that and you you know you know like where would you be you you might have gone to OU and you might have done architecture and you ever think what else would have happened Oh, if there was no mayo I hotel. do a lot of times. Um, yeah. I actually do. I probably wouldn't have ended up back in Tulsa. I can tell you that. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I probably would have gone somewhere else. Um, you know, everybody used to say the mayo is like your baby. Macy's never going to, because it's like Macy at the mayo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Macy's never going to have children because that's her baby. Right. And so, I mean, this building is so special to me and, and my family, but... 
also it, it's expanded. I mean, we have other hotels now, other businesses we do and things like that. So it's not just the Mayo anymore, but it used right. to be. Um, but I mean, I do think about that a lot and I think I hopefully would have done something just as great and awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it probably wouldn't have been in hotels. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, you know, you, got to take life. Sometimes it's not always what you've planned, mm-hmm. but I think when you're in your twenties, even if you have a plan, a lot of times it's not going to be the plan forever. Right. And so I think I was kind of lucky that I had something, um, because I didn't have to spend so much time finding myself. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I did have a lot of opportunities to stay doing just events and weddings right. here or stay managing the hotel, which I did do for a while or go just into development or go, you know, there's, there were a lot of options and I've kind of done it all really. Mm-hmm. And I can't say I like one over the other. Yeah. Um, and the great thing about what I do now is I'm over all of our hotels, um, all of our accountants and I do different things every day. Mm-hmm. No, like there's not a single day that's the same. It's yeah. I get called a Which lot. Which is good for your sanity. For I'm the on most my phone part, a right? ton. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, um, but you know, with it, with our businesses being open 24 seven, you know, I, I do, we mm-hmm. do, I talk to my managers all the time, nonstop. I mean, yeah. communication is just huge right now because with email and, and phone customers can get a hold of us all the time. And it's just, and then we just never close. So right. I am always available and it's just the nature of the business yeah. that we're in. And, but it does make you be able to build great relationships with people. I mean, my general manager that um, is moving to Michigan, I've replaced yeah. him uh, with another great general manager that I'm super mm-hmm. excited about. I already love working with, but we love this guy to death. And um, his last official day was yesterday. And it was just, it was emotional. Yeah. I feel like he's like my child. Um, so I have people that, you know, I've managed that have called me. They've started their own businesses and they will say, I, you taught me everything I know. Yeah. GSD is what I always say to people, mm-hmm. get shit done. Yeah. I teach all my people that and I tell them, turn your brain on. Every day, turn your brain on. Half yeah. the time, your your brain's not on. And I have people call, that I've managed, that I've taught, even when I was younger, and they're like, God, you taught me everything. Yeah. Like, oh, and those things that I hated about you, I totally understand <laughs> them now. So, um, so I, like... That is something, if I would have done a different career, it probably wouldn't have been along the lines mm-hmm. of managing people. And I would have missed out on that. Yeah. That I get to make a difference in a lot of people's mm-hmm. lives, whether it's, you know, for a short period of time or long, long period of time, yeah. I get to make an impact. And that's, what's really cool. And I feel like if it weren't for the Mayo and my family's business, I probably wouldn't have gone in, into managing. Um, and I would have missed out on all that, that joy I get from that. Yeah. So. Uh, it's Dennis, right? Who left? Yes. I text him because I, because when I did the podcast with your dad, I was chatting to Dennis and, and we were kind of going back and forth. And so I sent him a message, um, a couple of weeks ago and I just said, Hey, like Kevin Tulsa would love to do a podcast with Macy. And he, he called me back and he, he's like, I'll, t- I'll call you tomorrow. And then we, we spent like 15 minutes on the phone. He's like, yeah, I'm actually moving. Like I've actually like, I'm, I'm not working there anymore, but, but let me take care of a few things. And most people would have been like, I'm not moving here. Here's the, here's the number of the new guy. Call them, right? Mm-hmm. And within two or three days, we had this thing lined up and he's taken care of it. And I'm just like, and when, we, when he called me, we were chatting about 
you know, like I said, well, why are you going? You know, where are you going? Why are you going? He said, well, home is for me is actually in Michigan. We spent, I think what he said was we spent three more years than we were supposed to in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And, and he didn't say why, but like, I I mean, I clearly know why, because this place became his new home, right? Mm -hmm. And and him and his wife and everything. And, and, you know, just kind of the, the way he spoke about being here. I'm like, that, that's cool to hear that, right? Eventually, you know, he's going back to Michigan, but the plan was for him to just be down here for, you know, a short amount of time and ends up staying for three years longer than he planned. Mm-hmm. So that that's really cool to hear that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think, and he's somebody that definitely, like, he made an impact on me and I made an impact on him. Yeah. And that's the thing is I have to remind myself every day, like, no one is like me and mm-hmm. no one's going to be like me. And it's not their business. So I do whatever I can to make them feel like they right. have they're empowered and they have, you know, ownership mm-hmm. and the right to feel like it is their own business. And I want them to treat it that way. And obviously there's some that, you know, you never can get to that point with, yeah. but, um, there's others that you can, and it's just so awesome. Like Dennis to see him. So, I mean, he's yeah. emotional about leaving and we're emotional about him leaving. Right. He's like our family. So, yeah. To that point, there's something that I think leaders generally struggle with, right. It is that, you know, you as a leader and as something like it's your business right you own this place it's your business they're never ever going to work as much as hard as you are because they don't own it right it's not theirs Mm -hmm. but like you said you give them ownership you let them buy into it you you create a culture to make them want to do that right i think leaders struggle and they think that people who work for them should work harder than they do and like well no at the end of the day like you as a leader work for the people that you employ and to show them hey this is how you're done and, and to outwork them to show that it can be done is the reason that you're a leader and that you get to where you are because you've done everything that they are doing for you now right and, and it's a way to relate but I always yeah, kind of hear that example. yeah there's a friend of mine down in Oklahoma City who, who's building kind of like a, a, a rental kind of business and, and her thing when you when you you know you said um, GSD her thing is is just be better do better mm-hmm. and you know she's like just in her, in her team meeting she's like just everybody needs to be better and do better like it's not that hard it's simple just like you said turn your brain on and get stuff done so mm-hmm. that's cool to hear um finishing up then uh, obviously you know holiday season's coming up party season new year's eve christmas all that kind of stuff do you guys throw anything big for i guess you know holidays christmas new year's eve um, I w- like I was saying earlier, before we got on today, COVID has definitely impacted Christmas time. Mm-hmm. It was very, probably the most depressing Christmas last year, um, yeah. just because this building is a place where every single weekend in December, even like a Monday in December, a thousand people in here celebrating, having fun, losing their minds, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it might be. Um, and just to see most everything last December be canceled was pretty, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty depressing and actually depressing for our team because that was like that month was yeah. so exciting for them and they got so many hours and overtime and they got tipped great. And, you know, so we made sure to take care of yeah. our team because we knew that that wasn't going to necessarily be the case for them. But we always throw a huge New Year's Eve party. If we don't book a New Year's Eve wedding, we'll throw a party. Mm-hmm. And when we throw, um, you know, we'll throw our party and have 500 people here. We've done really cool themes in the past yeah. and it's, it's a lot of work, but it's really, really cool. And yeah. we love that people in Tulsa, you know, come out and have a great time. But most importantly that we have that support. I mean, this business depends on like the local support Yeah, and 
it's we're grateful that they that Tulsa will support local mm-hmm. and continue to just kind of have that um, connection with the Mayo. But this New Year's Eve, we've been kind of dabbling back and forth. You know, should we have a party or not? We do have two large weddings booked, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a really small exclusive party on our rooftop. Yeah. So we have a DJ out of Dallas coming in. He did our New Year's Eve party a couple years ago, and it's going to be a really fun night. Yeah. And I'm sure it's fun for you to, like you said, you, you, you do all the work before the event, right? And then when the event's on, it kind of just kind of runs itself, right? You know, you managers do their thing. The event staff's done this many times and you sometimes actually get to enjoy the parties that you've created. <laughs> right. No, I have gotten to because we because we have a great team. Yeah. So we have gotten to enjoy some and go to events here and obviously have my wedding here. Um, and, you know, when you do attend an event here and you've been on the other side, mm-hmm. it's fun to see what the guests experience. Because even though you think you know, you don't know until you're sitting in those yeah. tables in that ballroom. And I mean, our team does a great job and events are just, it's just an awesome experience, whether it's, you know, just a birthday party or whatever it may be. There's always some sort of memory that people are making. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last thing, what, um, for you going forward then, what, what, you know, what are like, you know, if someone says to you, Hey, we want to come and throw your event, who, whose event would you love to throw here? What guests would you love to have here? There's more than one question in this. So this might take a little longer than I expected, but I guess, you know, if somebody comes to you and says, you know, we want to host an event, we want you to host our event, who in your eyes would that be for you? Like, who, what's the dream person for you to throw an event for? I'm oh, totally butchering this gosh. question. Um, I mean, I think, I think there's not really one specific event. I mean, I think just any weddings. Yeah. I just, I think small, I think the, one of the things is people think the, at the Mayo, they think large formal events, but that's not what it has to be when you have an event here. Um, we do small, intimate things. I mean, we have seven different event spaces. We have our rooftop. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a really cool, um, really cool event up on the rooftop. Yeah. And we've done a lot of really neat ceremonies and things like that, but I think a really cool, and hey, maybe that'll be our New Year's Eve party that we're throwing yeah. ourselves, mm-hmm. but um, I think our rooftop is just awesome and the views and the space really like there's just so much square footage up there yeah but i think when it comes to events there's no specific event that i would you know say i would love to have here but i think just keep having weddings Mm -hmm. i mean i just hope that people in tulsa continue to support us and be our fans and follow us and go through any growing pains that we might have and and keep having their weddings here and events here and celebrating yeah. here. Uh, is there anyone, you know, there's, there's a very famous list of people who have stayed at this hotel. Is there anyone, you know, as someone who, who works here, right? And you know, that it's all about the guests, right? You, the last thing you want is to bother somebody. They're coming here because they don't want people knocking on their door, asking for autographs and all the rest of it, and photos and, you know, selfies and all that nonsense. Is there anyone though that came here that you really fangirled over and you were like, I have to go see, meet this person or have a picture or just... I mean, I, most people probably don't even know this band, but the XX. Yeah, I know the XX. They're yeah. my f- absolute favorite band. And they were staying here, oh gosh, I don't even remember when that was. It was years it ago. A man maybe and a Woman, eight right? years Is ago. It a Man and a Woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. And they were playing at Canes. Yeah. The show sold out in seconds. Yeah. I didn't even know it was going to be here. And then we got a lead for them. This was when I was working in the sales department. Mm-hmm. We got a lead um, for them to stay in the hotel. And... I saw the name and I thought, oh my gosh. So I called the tour um, manager and I said, 
okay, so we're we can do the rooms. This is great. You know, I'll do some upgrades. Can I get tickets to the show? Because it was sold out. I was devastated because they like barely ever play in the U.S. Right. And she gave me like twenty tickets. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And she and I still sometimes talk. Like she yeah. uh, has had other groups come stay with us, and every once in a while I'll just touch base with her. But um, yeah, and I took all the people that a big oh, chunk so. of people that work here. Of course, I don't think anybody else cared about the right. Band no but one me, has but any but idea. Who that was right. definitely probably my like best connection with the celebrities here. Yeah. I stay clear of them because I know that you know respect and yeah. how they get treated here is going to be the most important for for their experience. So the hardest I've ever worked in my life mm -hmm. ever worked in my life manual and mental manually and mentally would be from preparing for Madonna. Yeah. It was, that was the, the hardest I've ever worked in my life. Like, um, it was just a week of preparing for her yeah. to come for one night or two. I think she stayed two, but that was, I was actually so tired. We got, we got tickets and I mean, I didn't go. Yeah. Actually most of my team that they gave tickets to, we didn't go because we were, were so, so tired. Good, yeah. And I mean, just, it blew my mind to think, wow, like mm -hmm. she's going to show up and I don't even think she knows. Oh, she has no how idea. How hard yeah. even her own people work to right. prepare this, this, this one night, two nights stay for her. Yeah. So that really blew my mind. Stevie Nicks, I've talked to her, met her in person. That was a really cool experience. She's just an amazing artist yeah. and her shows are awesome and I've been to those. Um, so, you know, just to name a few. Those yeah. are a few. I obviously have a whole list, but. Yeah, the one your dad mentioned was Bono. When Bono yes. came, he was like, I have to go meet this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he stayed up like all night waiting for <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, you would, right? If it's yeah, like you know, someone right. you're idol or someone you've seen or listened to a song or sang their songs and he's staying at your property, you're like, I have to meet this guy. I don't care what time, exactly. what time he walks in. Like, I've got to say hello. And even right. if it's for 10 seconds to show him to his room to shake his hand and say, thanks for staying, like, you know, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, Macy, thanks so much for taking the time out to share some stories. Um, it's awesome to, to hear that. And it's great to hear the different perspective from listening to your dad talk about it to listen to you talk about it. Um, and, and, you know, just all the, the differences. And, and it's funny that, like, you're still waiting on that payment from that bribe, right? <laughs> not to, you know, to go to OU and not go anywhere else. And it's funny how, how you know, through your story, you know, it's just kind of weaving its way to this is your career and, and how that happens. And, you never thought you would have been doing this and you know you meet your husband because you're back in Tulsa and just the whole tie that you have to this you know to this town mm -hmm. from growing up in Texas is really really cool so I want to thank you for that for everyone listening I'll post the links to the Mayo website and the social media uh, social media is great whoever does that does a fantastic job oh thank, um, you. thank you and it's nice to see uh, people embrace the platform as well and use it as a tool which you guys definitely do so I'll put the links to that in the description and for everyone listening we'll catch you next episode cheers this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.